0: Hey, this next guest, I'm telling you, you're going to like it. We're talking about grit. We're talking about sweat. We're talking about tough stuff. I'm telling you, he's a host of Spartan Up Pod, one of the most popular podcast guests. He's a keynote speaker. He's written a New York Times bestseller. I think he's written a couple of them, actually. Spartan Up, Spartan Fit. He's leading this international craze fest of getting healthy, getting tough, getting mean, and we're talking about races in Canada and Europe and South Korea, Australia, uh, The Spartan The Super Spartan The Spartan Sprint The Spartan Beast And the Ultra Beast You gotta love names like that And you're gonna love this interview With my good friend Joe DeSina
1: From Main Street to Wall Street Global business celebrity And former Fortune 100 C-suite executive Jeffrey Hazlett Takes you inside the good, the bad And the ugly of businesses today Saddle up It's time for All Business with Jeffrey Hazlitt.
0: Hey, so my first question right off the bat, why Spartan? What was the allure to
2: that? I was sitting around the kitchen. I had just spent 10 years and millions of dollars um, putting on events prior to naming it Spartan in 2010. And uh, I was taking one last ditch effort, probably like Thomas Edison with his last light bulb that finally worked or elon musk with the car that finally drove right yeah and it was clear as day um that spartan had to be the name i don't know if it was because the movie 300 had come out some years earlier i don't know what it was but it was clear of course it's spartan just was obvious Mm -hmm. and and i have to say if if we're successful it is 80 percent because of the name the name is who doesn't want to be a spartan so um You know, I joke with Richard Branson and say Virgin's a cool brand, but Spartan's a lot more badass.
0: Well, I mean, of course, Spartan versus Virgin's. I mean, who's going to win? Who's going to win? Come on. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So, I mean, you said you used the word
2: if. What do you mean by if? Uh, I use the word if in if we're successful? Yeah, I, um, that's right. I
0: mean, that's kind of an interesting way of saying it. I'm, I mean, because I would think that you've got that warrior kind of mentality. You've got, I mean, I can already tell just in your voice, you're pretty pretty straightforward, pretty, and I've watched some of your videos and so forth. But I would think you're pretty driven. So I, the, the key word is if, when you say if. Yeah, I,
2: I, the reason I said that is uh, I don't know how the listener um, views us, right? Uh, success mm-hmm. is, is really... Um, something that you decide if if you have or it's very subjective and right. I, I whether spartan succeeded or failed or like i'm successful in life because i wake up every morning amped and ready to go tackle life and right. so if you if you look at us and say hey these guys are successful then, that, then that's what i meant by it not that yeah. okay. I, listen, i'm going i'm going to fight to the death but really, it's, it's the outsider looking in that's, that considers, you know, I'm already successful. I'm successful because yeah. when I, wo- I, just waking up, I'm, su- <laughs> I'm successful. Just, just, just being alive, dude, is <laughs> yeah. success. Um, well, I mean,
0: I call those conditions of satisfaction. What What are your conditions? Yeah. Can I measure my own things by my own conditions of satisfaction, not by what you might think or what others might think? And I think you're doing the same thing. So yeah. what What are yours? I mean, getting up and being alive is one,
2: but what, yeah, what are you know, the, the, the sun The sun rising, that's always a good one. Like It, it doesn't have to be sunny. But it is nice to see that the sun rose and the, earth, the planet's going to, at least that half of the planet's going to survive the day. So that's, that's good. Um, me waking up, my children and family um, being happy. And, you know, I just have a passion for life that I never want to lose. So that is a, a condition. I just love getting shit done. Yeah. And, and, um, and as long as I'm able to do that, I'm, I'm a happy man.
0: So you kind of had a, a past life. You're working on Wall Street. Did you have that yeah. same, same kind of mentality drive then as
2: you do now? There might have been a scene in Terminator where the robot, you know, where, where Schwarzenegger like just sits up out of bed. I don't, I don't know what movie it's in. It could have been a horror film or Terminator. But yeah. um, for as long as I could remember, I mean, since I'm five years old, sunlight hits the room, my toe, something like a vampire. I sit up like a robot, and I'm ready to conquer the world, and that hasn't changed. It doesn't matter what I'm doing, where I live, does not matter. I'm just, uh, I'm a ball of energy. I just want to go get stuff done. Joe, was that wired into you, or did your parents help that? I mean... um, I'm trying to figure it out. I have four children, and and I think it's the secret to life. and, And I'm trying to figure out how do you instill that i I grew up in a neighborhood where everybody was up at 5 a.m including my dad so um, i wanted to be up to see him because he was a workaholic and you know you you either had to see him when he got home at 11 o'clock at night or at 5 a.m when he was getting up to leave and he used to joke that his hair was still wet because it was wet from the night before when he got home and took a shower like so yeah that's good I grew up around thousands of people that, that were up super early in the morning, you know, starting trucks, right? The start of a truck. In the Some people say the smell of a flat, right? For me, it's mm-hmm. the start of a truck. It's the smell of diesel. It's hearing the airplanes at Kennedy Airport. It's, um, it's smelling uh, bread being baked, right? Cement mixers mm-hmm. going. Like those were... Bacon. Those were, How about bacon? Yeah, um, <laughs> bacon made... The reason I say no... To, yes, actually bacon because of the delis, but not because of my, my mom got into yoga, meditation, became a vegan. Yeah. So we weren't uh, getting that smell uh, of bacon uh, early in the morning.
0: Well, you come to my house. All right. Uh, yeah. You can do that. I guess I can't do, I couldn't think about it. I eat the things that eat the vegans or something. There, there, there you go. That. There you go. Where did the, I mean, so the Spartan thing hit you and you had to say, shit, why wasn't that around five years ago? Is that, I mean, is that kind of how it got to you? No,
2: I. Mm-hmm. Um, you got you to understand that I had just come off of 10 years of losing money. This was a business mm-hmm. I could not make work. Now, granted, looking back, it was obvious why it didn't work. Um, just like I'm sure it was obvious to Thomas Edison why his light bulbs weren't working. Um, and it was obvious in that I was putting races on that were just too arduous, too difficult. They were hundreds of miles long, who would want to sign up? Like it was just too much. Mm -hmm. And so the audience uh, wasn't there. And when, when we named it Spartan and I said, all right, I'm going to invest a little more money. I was very skeptical. I was gun shy, uh, not my typical um, attributes, but I was because I just came off for 10 years of losing money, but this was going to be my last chance. And it didn't really work. I mean, the first race at Spartan had 700 people, which wasn't enough to make it profitable. So from an economics standpoint, it didn't work, but there were 700 people there. And yeah. I happened to be at that race with a guy from Discovery Channel looking to do a TV show with us. And he looks around and he says to me, Joe, you got something here. This is um, incredible. I'm seeing a, a transformation take place in front of these people. And that was enough feedback that I said, all right, I'm going to go for a second one. I'm going to do a second race, and I'm going to do a third race. And they all lost money. And I remember a decade earlier being with my mother in Canada and reading the story of Subway, Subway Sandwich Shop. Sure, sure. And, and the story I read. Tony,
0: Tony DeLuca, the founder. Of
2: there so, you go. So, and, yeah. and whether it's true or not, the story I got back in Canada 10 years earlier was that his first store didn't make money, didn't work. And his second store didn't make money. And he said, you know what, I'm just going to keep opening stores till I go broke or people think that this is going so well that they start eating here. And I I literally remember playing that tape in my head and saying, I'm just going to keep putting on races till I go broke or people start coming to the events. Maybe there'll be a network effect. And so um, probably by the 12th or 13th event, it was it was touch or go it was either broke or and i remember it it turned um we had you know a thousand signups come through the registration platform and i said oh there must be a bad must be a bad number something <laughs> something's wrong it's, a, there. it's an extra zero somebody must have <laughs> yeah. hit,
0: hit a yeah, hit hundred or something um wow. and that was it that was the turn wow Wow. Hey, let me take a quick break and then yeah. uh, come right back because I've got some more great questions for you. So you appreciate hard work. And well, Duncan is certainly doing some hard work. They're growing over 8,000 restaurants in 41 states and another 3,000 plus in 36 countries. Sounds like it's not just America that runs on Duncan. Well, all business with Jeffrey has definitely runs on Duncan. My producer like his Duncan Ice. My booker takes hers black and I'm powered by Duncan Espresso. Do you, do you even drink coffee?
2: I don't drink coffee.
0: Yeah, I thought maybe you probably weren't. I thought you probably, you probably do. You, uh, probably green tea. I bet you do green tea.
2: You know, I was drinking green tea uh, last year, but um, I'm, yeah. I'm down. I'm down to water. But I'll, I'll give you a little plug. If I was to drink coffee, it would be Dunkin'. Yeah. How's that?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I appreciate that. That's always a good thing. But
2: uh, you, you do what you
0: got to do. I mean, that, you know, it's not not everything's for everybody. So that's the way. Yeah. And I don't think you do it because uh, you give in. I think you do it because you like it or you want to do it. I, I did a show, um, a television show on Bloomberg on CrossFit, and a lot of people wanted me to ask them a hard question, and that, and that was, is it a cult? Because a lot of people call them a cult. And I said, look, after looking at them, seeing them, getting to know the, the, you know, the founder and meeting all the folks that are running it, I knew, you know, come on, it's not a cult, it's a lifestyle. Are you kind of building a lifestyle
2: race? 100%. This is a lifestyle. Um, and I would say it's a cult. I would say it's a tribe. No, it's a healthy cult. What I mean by mm-hmm. that is we've got tens of thousands of people that have Spartan logo tattoos on their body, right? And so a normal uh, event brand, that doesn't happen. So, so, so they really, people are looking, uh, they're living in cubicles during the day, right? In their jobs. They're a little lost. Um, consumerism has uh, swept the first world. And um, I, I think people just are looking for something that's healthy to attach themselves to, to be defined by, mm-hmm. and, and this is something that feels good. So uh, they join, they find like-minded people, they change their habits, they're waking up earlier, they're going to bed earlier, they're probably drinking less alcohol, maybe taking less drugs if that was their addiction, because I get lots, lots of emails saying, hey, you know, I, I was going off track and now I'm back on mm-hmm. track. They're back with their husband, they're back with their wife, they're losing weight. So... It feels really good to be part of this community. They're they're like-minded people and and 100% this is a lifestyle brand like no other.
0: So I'm going to ask you about your scale because I'm sitting here looking you got 200 events, 30 plus countries planned for just this year alone. You got more than a million global participants now, 5 million passionate, you know, social media followers. How are you planning all this? How do you how are you organized?
2: Got a great team. I yeah. mean, I, I wish I wish I could tell you I'm, I'm blown away. Uh, there are weekends where we have five events going on around the globe. I, you know, I was t- talking to a, a senior executive of, of a company we're trying to do a partnership with last night. And the executive said, oh, I'm going to be at a Spartan race tomorrow. And, I, you know, I don't, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but my mind said, well, gee, which which one is she going to be at? And yeah. so to be able to say that, right, like oh, this weekend we got that many events going on. Yeah, which <laughs> one? Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so I, I, it's a testament to the team. The team is um, incredible. They're relentless. They will uh, work uh, 24 hours, if need be, straight in the rain on the side of a mountain to make sure everything is impeccable. And, um, and they do it with passion because, because of what I said. I, I got an email from a woman last week whose house burned down clearly burned down to the ground she sent me photos and the email didn't say you know woe is me or this or that it literally uh started off with hey take a look i had some bad news my house burned down i uh, but good news is i made it to the spartan beast in new jersey and um you know my shoes were in the house they burned any way you can get me a pair of those reebok shoes <laughs> like <laughs> that spartan attitude is yeah, incredible it's, great. it's yeah. incredible
0: that's got to be inspiring. I mean, I, I got to imagine that, you know, you said the sun hits your face and boom, you're up. But I got to imagine stories like that also, and you know, and especially when I hear somebody's putting I didn't know this, but thanks for telling me about this. Someone's putting tattoos on their ass or whoever
2: they want to put, you know. And, and
0: that, I mean, that's like a Harley Davidson kind of activity.
2: Game changing. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm, it's a battle in business, you know this I know this, anybody listening in business knows it, it is war every day yeah. and I don't care who you are, I don't care how motivated you are it breaks you and, and you want to yeah. quit and then you get yeah. an email that comes in like that and you're like you know what, you bought me another day yeah. and, and you get another one the next right? day and, and so to, to be yep. doing something purposeful where people are paying you but uh, not just with dollars, they're paying you with this, this uh, thankfulness. Um, who's better than me? Yeah, exactly. Do you think you're on a mission? I'm on a mission. I'm on a mission. I, I, you know, People say to me, um, hey, what do you fear? What, what upsets you? There's only one thing, and that's I, I don't have enough time. I want to be here forever. I'm having so much fun. I don't want, <laughs> I don't want to leave this planet in 50 years. I got 17,500 days in. I, I, you know, I want another 40,000 days. Did you sit down and figure that out? I did, yeah. Yeah. That's freaking, I,
0: I'm just like, I'm sitting here listening. Who the fuck does that? I mean, who, who the fuck? Sits there it goes. Holy shit. Let's, let's figure out the days. Someone do that. I would have probably called someone and said, hey, do this for me, would you? But you you, you actually, I bet you did it old school, too. You pen and a piece of oh, paper. Oh, yeah,
2: pen and paper. I said pencil and paper, sat down, calculated it out. I said, well, that was only a half a day. I'm not going to give myself a full day on that one. Yeah. Uh. <laughs>
0: How are you or- so how are you organized because I'm calling you from you're in Japan right now
2: uh, you're I'm living in Japan. there
0: yeah so how do you, how do you organize yourself I mean how, where's the rest of your team at how do the, you team, get- the
2: team is in Boston primarily yeah. but they're all over the world. Um, I think it's a good thing for the team that I'm never in that Boston office um, and it's a good thing for me that I'm never in that office because um, I'm a workaholic you know my, my, yeah. um, my right hand sent me an email the other day of a, of a great CEO who has seven children. And because he has seven children, has this compassion and runs his team uh, in a way where he makes sure everybody has all the coddling and everything they need because he has the experience of having seven kids and making it to baseball practice and all that. And I sat there and I thought for a second, wow, I, I'm not that good, right? I'm not that yeah. c- compassionate when it comes to our team and all that. And I thought, well, I'm a workaholic. And so I guess um, I expect everybody around me to be workaholics. It's not... No, that's mm-hmm. not... Healthy, and that's not um, something that's you know my. Exp- I'm going to fail because my expectations are too high, but um, when you say how you organize it, I got a great team that kind of runs, uh, thanks to our COO, um, in a normal way because I'm just abnormal, and I would, I would drive everybody crazy. You see, I'm I'm kind of the same way.
0: When I'm a workaholic, you know, somebody says, "Hey, it's cold in the office," I say, "Well, work harder," you know, yeah, exactly. warm up. You know? Exactly, and so and, and I'm and I've traveled between all of our offices and the things that we do, and I'm sure the team is always glad when hey I'm go- I hope he gets on the road and gets the hell out of here. So I
2: I don't I don't doubt that. So so now you're you're franchising this, right? Well, we don't franchise. What we do, we recognize very early on, and in, in, in that subway story I gave you, that um, and I had read all the stories in college about you know going global. But I said, how am I gonna um, get to these markets without having a local on the ground that understands the culture and, and the nuances and the permits and, and so in each country, 30 countries, we find partners and uh, those partners come in for some economics and their job is to lay the groundwork, right? To find the location to help us market and we surround them with our expertise, our know-how and um, really form a true partnership. But it's not. It's not a franchise in the typical sense. We, we uh, help them. We want them to make a bunch of money because if they're successful, we're successful. And um, I would say it's more of a partnership mm-hmm. than a franchise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, each one's
0: got to be different because of the terrain and everything else you do. Is there some components that you kind of put together to say, hey, we want to have this kind of segment, this segment, this segment?
2: Obstacles gotta be the same. We want this to be an Olympic sport. So obstacles are the same. I want people practicing them in their backyards. You know, the basketball hoop doesn't change. The hockey net doesn't change. Um, so, so obstacles are the same. We make slight changes annually to things because we get better. But, um, but the terrain does absolutely change because sometimes you're on the side of a ski resort. Sometimes you're in a, in Fenway. Um, and, uh, but the distances try to remain the same. So it's either a three mile, eight mile, 13 mile rough numbers. Mm -hmm. Um, Today, today we announced, and and I'll I'll throw it out there to your listeners, we announced Iceland. Oh, cool place. And super excited. It's going to be an Ultra Beast World Championship. It's going to be December in Iceland. So visual... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, holy shit. I'm from South Dakota. I know what this means. It's cold, man. I want you to visualize uh, Game of Thrones and fires going and maybe giant like uh, Uh, lamb legs being roasted. Um, Talk about bacon and God. um and so let's give some entries to some of your listeners out to that thing oh that's cool let's do that
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, there'll be some people that'll take you up on that because that'd they, be great they, susp- so you how do you start your day you get up you're right now you're in japan you're getting up in the morning i i read that you do 300 burpees in the morning is that right yeah
2: yeah so i wake my kids up. are you up, freaking I- nuts man you know I, I I I like to manufacture adversity. we do it for people I mean that's what this race is we 're manufacturing adversity and I like to do it for myself. I take a cold shower, do three hundred burpees work out, go on the stairs. I wake the kids up at five forty five a m and um and then basically run them through a workout that we've been doing now for five years, seven days a week and it's uh it's just to make us better because at yeah. the end of the day we are um, primarily liquid, right? Blood, water. And uh, you got to move that stuff around. And so yeah. um, I I want the kids, hopefully I'm not burning them out on, on working out. You want to, you hope that at some point when they become teenagers that they're doing it on their own. But I probably happened to you. I know it happened to me. When I was 13 or 14. You look in the mirror and you want to get in shape. You read, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger's books. You're hitting the gym. I want to give these kids a leg up so they've got all the um, foundation so that it just makes it you remember the kid that was next to you that would like bench press more and just look better you know what I mean like let let me give these guys yeah
0: yeah there was always there was always someone that was better I mean I was Back when I was in high school, I was high school American, all that kind of stuff. But you know, and then I got to college. Then it, uh, then I started slacking off, and, sure. and now it's not as good as it used to. And I was just saying this this weekend. I was back home on my place in South Dakota, and I I'm lifting these big boulders, moving these boulders out of the field. And I told my wife, I said, Gee, uh, damn, I'm not as young as I used to be, and I'm really out of shape, and it was it was painful,
2: very yeah. painful. How old are you? I love that. you I I love that you're moving boulders. I'm forty eight years old yeah. and um i feel like i'm 18. yeah see i'm not i'm not
0: i gotta get back in that shape i mean i'm envious of that but it's all about choices man so it's, it's
2: and all i gotta
0: i gotta make that choice i gotta make and, that and choice. by
2: the way it's the little choices and little yeah. decisions tiny little yeah. decisions right i love this analogy i don't know if you've heard this before but like all these seemingly insignificant decisions we make on a daily basis that you think have no impact It's the equivalent of if you and I were both uh, astronauts and we were sitting in the cockpit of this rocket, we're about to take off into space. And, you know, you look at all the dials, right? And you turn a dial a millimeter to the right. No big deal. It's like that insignificant decision, except that you end up on the wrong planet. So, like, they they make a difference, right? Yeah. Uh, Did did you work out in the morning or not? Right. Did did you eat dessert or not? All the little things, they add up. You're really right. Well, let me take a quick
0: break. I want to come back and ask you some more questions. So yeah. if you're looking for someone who eats, lives, and breathes taxes, check out our friends at Liberty Tax Service. Taxes are their thing. They, these guys do burpees of taxes. That's what they do. They'll provide you with the services you need, assist you in getting the refund you're entitled to, let a tax professional Liberty Tax help you out. Visit libertytax.com. You know who they are. At least those guys are getting exercise. Their mascots have to stand out in the street and wave. That's at least they're moving. Right. I think that's pretty cool. What, so you mentioned the Olympics. Um, look, I, I used to I used to play rugby when I got it. I, you know, when, starting what you did, I'm thinking about when I started help start rugby here in the United States because there wasn't people playing rugby. And back in the 80s, I mean, we're talking about early 80s. I was bringing helping to bring rugby back to the States and it, and we tried to make an Olympic sport again. How, how difficult is this for you?
2: Um, it's funny enough, uh, the gentleman that's helping me make an Olympic sport, uh, got rugby in the Olympics. Get out. Really? So, yes. Yes. So, um, and, and the other funny thing is, uh, I didn't know anything about rugby other than the, uh, some Ralph Lauren advertisements. You see, you see, <laughs> it's not the around. same, dude. It's not the same. Okay. <laughs> I, I, um, I went to Singapore last year and I said to my yeah. wife, Hey, oh, the we're going to, yeah, we're going to put the kids in rugby. And why the hell would we... I said, because we could play any sport in the States. Let's do something cool. It just yeah. feels... I feel, I don't know, I feel like international, making them do rugby. Yeah. So we bring the kids out, and they grew up on a farm in Vermont. And uh, they're on this field, and they know wrestling, and they've been training, but they don't know anything about rugby. They never even play football, because we, we're yeah. living in a town of 400 people, right? Yeah. And I look over in the corner, my, my seven-year-old is is... And I said, is that, I'm I'm looking at the distance and first time he's ever played this thing. And it looks to me like he is tackling nonstop, right? So I run over and I look and one of the dads says, whose kid is this? Where'd this come from? Well, what happened was all he knew really was wrestling. And the coach must have said to him, um, Charlie, here's the deal. If the other guy's got the ball, tackle him. And so he just, he literally, I'm not joking. He literally had like 30 in a row. Tackle, awesome. get up. Tackle, get up. He, by the way, he never performed like that again because I think he got crushed and yeah. and realized that um, I, you know you you start to protect yourself. I think in that sport at some point, but but uh, that yeah, was a little
0: gr- bit. It's you know they always have that saying: give give blood, play rugby. So it's a, there you go. It's a, but it's a good. It's a gentleman. It's a ruffian sport played by gentlemen. That's the way. Yes. The best way to describe it. So the um. So who do you? I mean, I, got, I want to ask you a, qu- a question, Tough Mudder. What do you think of like a Tough Mudder when I think of Spartan? And then I think of the Tough Mudder, yeah. Yeah, I never heard of him. <laughs> 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 I mean, do you think, I mean, it's kind of a lightweight compared to what you guys do, right?
2: You know, it's funny. Um, I had met the founders. Uh, we had started, we were about, well, I was 10 years in of doing this. And, and then I met these guys and I saw that because I saw the Facebook and I said, what is this thing? And so I reached out to these guys and I said, well, you know, where'd you get these photos from? And that's another whole story but um but we got to know each other and it's funny you've started businesses I have started businesses I didn't realize the power of authenticity and and having an you know an ethos and a why right Simon Sinek's why and I I had a why very early on thanks to my mom I wanted to make people healthy that was that was the reason we were doing this and um and these guys, I'm not taking anything away from them, they've done very well, they're, they're, they were at Harvard and, they, and it was a business plan. And so it was very, they're just very focused on uh, the business side of it, and as you should be. But boy, uh, seven years later, that difference um, has, has, has made a tremendous difference about how each of us has performed. And what I mean by that is in the early days, they actually were doing pretty well. And, and, and both of us get people healthy, uh, irregardless of what the original intention was, but they were doing well because it was, they were focused on a business. We were struggling as I described earlier, because I was focused on just getting people healthy. I wasn't really, um, doing all the right things you do when you start a business. I didn't have budgets. I didn't have a proper business plan. I wasn't rolling it out across the the country the right way. And, um, but the why has come through seven years later. And Mm -hmm. when we look at our numbers and our growth and, and, uh, We're killing it. I mean, we're the largest endurance company in the world right now. And when I look back and say, you know, how did that happen? Because we're not smarter. We certainly didn't do everything right. I I think it comes down to um, why we're doing this. Mm -hmm. And and I think the consumer smells it, tastes it, um, and, and then supports it. And, and the other thing is, we one last thing is the other thing is uh, go we got ahead. really lucky with the name. Like you, yeah. you, 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 the you name wanna, is good.
0: The name, the name. Look, as a branding guy, the name's good. It's just like it. It sets you up right now. Says the difference between it. Like no, no offense to Tough Mudder, but Tough Mudder sounds like it's my girlfriend's race compared to Spartan.
2: Okay. Yeah, yeah, and I and I was a maniac about. Look, you're going to be held accountable if you come out and do this race. You, you, like I am not going to let you skip obstacles. You are going to be timed. It uh, doesn't mean there will not be camaraderie or teamwork. You can't help people, but I'm going to hold you accountable. There's going to be a 30 burpee penalty. There's going to be referees. There's going to be an Olympic sport. And, and that difference scared the shit out of people, right? And so our numbers were not as good in the beginning. But at the end of the day, if you're just going to have a beer with buddies, you'll go do it. And you'll, and you'll get their you know, silly orange headband. But you're one and done. You don't need to go back. <laughs> right that was nice reference that was good i like that but you know it's like okay do you want to go build something for everything
0: or you everybody or do you want to build something you want yes and 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 you want to do and i get the sense that that's what it is i i love your your catching of that word authenticity because you know, one of the things that I that I pride even my own self on is the fact that I'll say whatever I want to say because that's who I am and if you don't like it, and that means I swear a little bit, it means I get knocked for it. Have you ever had people come up to you and say, hey, uh, you got to tone it down, dude. Or, you know, Joe, you got to tone it down.
2: I get it every day from my team. They said, what do you want to do for Mother's Day video? I said, I want to see a close up of a woman's face sweating and screaming giving birth. Well, Joe, that's a little aggressive. I said, think about what a woman went through, right? A mom goes through nine months carrying this thing. People can't carry a kettlebell four miles. She's carrying a baby yeah. for nine months, right? I want to I showcase that. And so every day um, uh, I get it from my team. They think I'm crazy, but, but um, I'm aggressive like you, and uh, it makes life interesting.
0: Yeah, well, it's, you know what? You don't have to apologize for living your life. Yep. and I think that's okay. I mean, a lot of people are giving Trump some hard nose about the stuff he does. I mean, he's, I think he's you know he's I can't crazy. even ima-
2: Listen, whether you like him or you don't like him, whether you, the, the tweeting, the not tweeting, the misspelling, I can't imagine what it must be like trying to be president. Number one. Cause if you yeah. run a company, right, you're scratching your head saying, I can't even imagine what it's like. Everybody's gunning for you. You can't yeah. when a guy is getting beat up left and right. Again, whether you think he should or, or sh- like. Can we just give him a break? Let him do try to do his job. Yeah, let's do it.
0: Give it a shot and let's do it. Hey, so what's your what's your what's the next big thing on your horizon? You you just talked about the Iceland race, which I think is freaking awesome. Well, what's the what's the next big thing? If you could, if I could say, hey Joe,
2: here, uh, you're going to be able to do this. What would be the next two or three things you do? Well, I got to get this in the Olympics, right? Yep. I got to. Um I got to fill out a few more countries. I got to get to the Nordics. I haven't we haven't conquered the Nordics yet. I got a few more spots in uh, South America. Um, we got to roll out the, t- the tele- we got two television shows they got to get rolled out. Uh, Careful carefully you ask me this question. I got a lot of stuff on my plate. I got yeah. get television shows. I'm writing a third book right now. So I got to get that done. Um, I want to I want to run walk the entire Great Wall in China. Mm. So I got to get that done. And then um, I'm afraid to say this because once I say it, I'm on the hook. But I really, I really want to like sail or row a boat or something across one of the oceans. I got to get that done. Wow! So um, yeah, so I got a few things on my plate.
0: You know, you just a busy person. You want something done? Give it to a busy person. We always say that. You know, and it works.
2: It works. What's the What's the thing that scares you the most right now? I think uh, sailing or rowing. <laughs> a yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, um, not a big fan of sharks.
1: Yeah, so oh, you know, I
2: just, we, we don't see eye to eye, <laughs> thankfully.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, figuratively and literally, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, listen, my friend, it's a pleasure, and I thank you very much for bringing this. What, what, a, what a success! And it's great to see somebody just be themselves and uh, and be a, be a warrior. And, Thanks for uh, having
1: me. Hats off to you, brother. You're listening to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts. At the end of every show, I like to talk about what I learned,
0: man. I, I, like, I like these guys. I always like all these people I interview, but man, there's some that are just like, hey, I want to hang around with this guy. I want to go hunting with him. I want to go fishing. And I might even want to go get in shape after this one, right? Really in shape. Because I tell you, the one thing that came through was catalyst the catalyst that he had for the name boom boom and it comes to you man just like that how about authenticity and without question the why of who who you are what you do why you do it and become that you know your ethos your dna that authenticity and no matter what even when you're taking crap sometimes from people about oh maybe you should tone it down no you be who you are. Don't be apologetic about it. Be who you are. Because if you're who you are for you, then it's everything else is okay. Now it might hurt you. And it might be good for you. And so either way, but at least, you know, it's you and that's pretty cool, man. So, Hey, talking about being you, how about help me? Help me. I'm being authentic, and I'm being authentic and asking you to tell some friends to come and listen to this show, because uh, this is all business with Jeffrey Hazlett right here on C-Suite Radio and anywhere else you listen to podcasts.
1: Welcome to C-Suite Radio, a podcast network featuring today's top business experts and is part of the C-Suite Network the world's most trusted network of C-Suite executives. Find this and other business podcasts on c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.